This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, remember, every Monday I give one of you 100 bucks to invest in your idea to help get it to the top. To enter, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove it. Again, that's Nathan to 33444 to prove it. Last week's winner was Mike Sherbakov. Mike runs his own internet business. He's doing between 100 and 500K per year. And he's a blogger, author, and influencer, building his business, listening to the top. Top Tribe, you know I don't have a lot of time to waste. That's why I use FreshBooks to send out invoices and make sure I'm collecting my money. To get your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Top Tribe, this is episode 336. Coming up bright and early tomorrow morning, you will hear from Dr. Henry Cloud, who breaks down how he'd sell 12 million books and what about, quote, the other. Top Tribe, good morning. Our guest today is Stephen Mazur, and he's the co-founder and CEO of Ash and Anvil, who makes clothes for shorter guys. He previously worked in business development for a digital advertising startup in downtown Detroit and is a Venture for America fellow. Stephen, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. All right, man, let's do this. Yeah, you guys, again, the, the premise is take us to the top, but you like to you know stay pretty short. Tell us about Ash and Anvil and why you make clothes for shorter guys. Yeah, we'll keep it short and sweet. That's what we do. <laughs> uh, so at the end of the day, you know, my, I'm 5'6", my business partner Eric's 5'8", and we could never find clothes that fit well off the rack. And everything was too long in the body and the sleeves, the collars were too big, and the overall fit really just didn't work. And if you think about it, there's big and tall men's, there's plus-size women's, there's petite women's, but there's no short and small guys, even though there's 40 million adults in our country that are 5'8 and below. That's a third of men that have trouble finding clothes that fit well. So without having any good options out there and knowing that what's out there now doesn't fit us, we decided to be the ones to go and make clothes for shorter guys. Started with a casual button down, our everyday shirt. So untucked, meant to be worn with jeans, chino shorts. And so far I have a lot of success with that product. Eventually we want to offer a whole wardrobe of clothes and really build the first major retailer for shorter guys. So, uh, you know, when you guys started this thing, I believe you did an Indiegogo campaign. Tell us about that. What was your goal and did you raise what you wanted? We did. Yep. So going into it, you know, we wanted to make sure it's not just that us and our friends wanted, but a product that people really could put their money towards. And if we're going to commit our careers to this, then let's make sure it's something that uh, people want. So we had a crowdfunding campaign through Indiegogo. We were pre-selling our everyday shirt, that casual button down that we launched. And our goal was $10,000. That's the point where we said, all right, if we raise 10,000, we know we can submit an order and get this thing off the ground. There's enough traction. We ended up raising $26,000 in pre-orders. And fortunately, guys love their clothes. We delivered them in November when we launched, and we're excited to keep that going. So tell us real quick, what is your, um, what is your best? I'm on the website right now. Which, which piece of clothing is your best seller? Uh, yeah, it's a, that's a good question. I know the nine on the site now we're actually taking pre-orders for. A uh, few of those are some of the older shirts and a few of them are new ones. So it, it might change. But oh, okay. With our first or, yeah, with our first run, the gingham shirt, the blue gingham was the most popular. 
I think for a lot of guys, it's really is that the is that the everyday shirt, the classic collection? It is, yeah. Okay, so let's break down. Let's break this down for a second. So this is a you can have you can kind of pick the shirt color: blue, black, gingham, blue stars, spring plaid, etc. You know, it looks like it was listed for seventy nine, but it's discounted right now for sixty nine. Is that right? The everyday shirt. Correct. Yep. Well, we're taking pre-orders for another couple of weeks. It's ten dollars off. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So, so this, just to be clear, cause this is, I think a fascinating trend, you know, you guys have not actually produced this yet. It's just, you're taking pre-orders to see if you should sell it or are you for sure selling it? Even if you only get one pre-order. Yeah, we for sure are selling these. So with the Indiegogo campaign, that one we'd had not done anything and we were waiting to see what the traction was like for this order. The shirts are on their way. Uh, they're being manufactured right now, and we're just allowing people to pre-order them before they actually arrive. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, okay, orders have been submitted. And we've seen the fabrics and the shirts, and they look great. Okay, so let's break the yeah, because you have the pictures here too. So the price is sixty-nine bucks. What breakdown kind of margins? How much do you actually make on the sixty-nine dollar sale? Yeah, so it depends on a couple of different things. Um, I know it fluctuates depending on the fabric itself, the manufacturer we're working with, whether we're shipping by air or by um, sea. I know we're trying to do a mix of both for cost savings, but our pricing at low volume is anywhere from 20 to $25 to get the shirts to our door. Um, at that point, we then have fulfillment costs and shipping costs and packaging and other things that go into that. But we're looking at, um, you know, base unit about $25 with our lower volume as a smaller business. Okay. So is it fair to say kind of your gross margin you're looking at is somewhere at about 55 to 65%? Yep. Yeah. Closer to 55. Um, once you, especially once you add in everything else, like that packaging fulfillment, but about a 50%, 55% margin at this point, um, with that lower volume. Okay. And what are you, and, and define lower volume for us. Is that like, you know, a thousand units or a hundred or 10 or what? Yeah. So our first runner shirts that we ordered that ended up selling out in five weeks, that was a thousand units. Um, this next order of shirts, we have 1250 coming this month and then, uh, another, um, three to 500 coming the following month. And so, yeah, lower volume is about a thousand units at a time, a thousand shirts at a time. Okay. And um, at higher volume would be more of five to 10,000 at a time. Okay. And I want to understand how you guys can predict that so accurately. Otherwise you risk getting stuck with inventory. I also want to talk about the venture for America program and some other things you guys are building before we do that. Let's just close out real quick. The, the unit economics. So $70 price point cost of goods sold is 20 to 25 add in shipping and handling. So your gross margin is somewhere around 55%. What is your net margin? What will you actually make bottom line on a $70 shirt sale? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, it's, you know, we don't have a specific number for that right now. I think for us, every penny we're making, we're trying to invest back into the company and, keep growing and scaling. Um, but yeah, projections have us with some pretty, pretty good numbers in a couple of years, but right now I think it's invested as much as we can. Well, sorry. Yeah. I, I don't mean the whole, I don't mean company net margin. I just mean for that one shirt. So if you make five bucks off the shirt, bottom line, obviously you're going to take that five bucks and maybe put it into marketing or something, but just on the shirt, what would, what would net margin be? Yeah, it's uh, not a number that we, we put together quite yet. I think gross margin is the one we're looking at in, in the company as a whole. Okay, got it. So you don't, I mean, you could you could still, I mean, so, so I guess maybe this goes well in kind of the next question, right? With any kind of these things where you're obviously buying inventory, you obviously need good kind of leading indicators to know how many are going to sell. Otherwise, you risk getting either selling a bunch of stuff unprofitably or holding a bunch of inventory. How do you mitigate those risks? Yeah, great question. And that's definitely a challenge, especially as a small company. We haven't raised any capital yet. We really started trying to boost. Oh, you are you self-funded? We are self-funded. Yep. I thought Through the Venture the for America program, I thought that I thought they've always put in money. That wasn't that's not the case. 
So we did uh, receive a $30,000 grant from them through a pitch competition, uh-huh. but no investment. Okay. Um, recently started yesterday at an accelerator program that includes an investment, but until then, all self-funded. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough to, to balance all those. And you know, I think for us, we have, we, we're big data guys, right? So we, we don't have that much data, right? But from the customers we have and the orders we have, we can look at what people ordered, what sizing, what colors they like and really project based on some of our plans for marketing and growth what those sales will look like. And then knowing the lead time on new orders of shirts, we can try to project that uh, well enough. And I think the biggest thing we've learned is you can figure out how long it takes to get shirts. You can figure out a lot of these things, but it always takes longer than you think. So you've got to have some buffer in there, both some buffer in there for having additional shirts. If your sales are a little more explosive, and especially some buffer in there that, you know, an extra month or two in case there's issues with your actual inventory arriving. So how did you, uh, let's just go back to some of the company metrics. What, what year did you guys found the company in? Yeah, it's founded last year. So we've been full-time since March of last year. And then we launching our online store. Yeah, 2015. Yeah, launched our online store in November. Okay. So founded in 2015 by you and uh, your co-founder, Eric. How many team members are you at now? Just the two of us still. Awesome. Uh, I think that's part of trying to stay lean has been, you know, keeping the team small at this point. We're fortunate to work with quite a few folks in the Detroit area to help us out. So the fulfillment center um, that's local that has done a wonderful job on that front and a lot of suppliers on the packaging front uh, as well. But right now, just the two of us. I think this year we'll look to bring on our first or second employee, mostly in marketing and customer service. Obviously, mm-hmm. some of the most important areas of the business. And what do you guys like? What are the most important metrics for you? Is it like total revenue? Is it number of unique customers? The number of pieces of clothing sold? What do you guys measure? Yeah, those are all big ones. I think at the end of the day, total revenue is very important. The number that investors care about most, and the number that we judge ourselves based on. You know, even if you sell a ton of shirts, but they're all a half off, then it's not necessarily the most sustainable business. So, total revenue is important. Um, I think number of individual customers. So we love. We have a pretty high reorder rate. Our customers do love their clothes for the most part. But what's your reorder sure rate? Not what, what's it's high in the percent? Is that okay? That's yeah, high. Yeah, for us. So I, I should clarify. We're very happy with that number, um, mostly because we've been sold out for so long, right? We ended up selling out in our first five weeks, so sold out of inventory in January, and we're just now getting our next batch in a couple weeks. So we've been sold out for a few months, and even with being sold out and only taking pre-orders now, we still have that 25% rear. I see, I see. Um, and so that's something that we're happy with the number on its own, honestly, a quarter of people, but we have numbers going to go even higher once we're able to have more inventory as well, and guys can finally buy the colors they want. And you said number of individual customers is something you guys pride yourselves on. Have you guys passed, call it maybe like 3,000 there yet? Or what's that number? No, not quite. Um, we're, we're close to getting our first thousand customers at this point. Oh, nice. Okay. So, so, I mean, you're, again, you said this second line of shirts you're bringing in, you're ordering 1250. So it sounds like if you, if you have some around a thousand unique customers, every, is, is it true that every customer is basically buying every new shirt you offer? Uh, no, some customers will buy five or six. Some will just buy one. Um, so it, it does vary there. Okay. Wait, I, I am, uh, you have to educate me. I'm missing some part of the math here. So you mentioned that this next order that you guys have coming in is 1,250 shirts, but you said your number of individual right. customers you've processed since you founded the business, it, you're almost up to a thousand. So, so, uh, yeah, so our first order of shirts was a thousand shirts. Uh-huh. And so most, you know, that for most of our customers are um, purchased during that initial run. We had inventory in stock. Oh, okay. And, and this is your second run. And this is our second run. And oh, a lot okay. of those customers have pre-ordered for the second run, which is the part of the reorder rate. 
Um, and yeah, that's how it lines up. So oh, in total, between this one and last, you're looking at 2250 shirts um, between uh, in around 900 something customers. Got it. So the average customer is buying, you know, 2.2 shirts. Yeah, and we haven't pre-sold all of those twelve fifty yet, so not you know our average customer is more like one point uh, one point five shirts at this point. Very, very cool. Well, hey, tell us. Actually, wait. I always love asking this question because we'll look back at this in five years and have a beer together and laugh about it. <laughs> what was what was first? So. Yeah, what was first year total revenue? So I guess it would have been twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we launched in November, um, and obviously weren't around too much, but. We're looking at about $50,000. 50000 I always love... It's always funny when I ask that question. People are... I almost feel like they're embarrassed to share it, but you have to start somewhere. For sure. Yeah, we're, we're very happy with that. Considering we were only around four or five weeks and ended up selling out of... We sold out of it's half great. of our sizes and colors in two weeks. So um, it was a good problem to have, but also a bit of a bummer. But yeah, based on the inventory we had and the numbers that we ordered, we're very happy with that. That was almost the majority of, of it all within five weeks. And most people sadly couldn't even get their sizing color since they uh, missed out in those first couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. very happy with that number. I think moving forward, we're going to do our best to have the inventory we need to meet the demand. Um, but considering where we started and um, it was a business of that, we're, we were very satisfied with that. So tell us more about Detroit and Venture for America specifically. This is Steve, is this Steve Case's program? It's not. Andrew Yang is the, uh, the founder there. Okay. Got it. Uh, okay. So yeah, tell us, tell us kind of how the program works. Are you happy with Detroit? Why are you building in Detroit? Yeah. Very good question. We'll start with venture for America. Venture for America is modeled off of teach for America, but the goal of the organization is to help revitalize the country through entrepreneurship. And what that means is really there's two groups of people they work with. Number one is budding entrepreneurs, recent college grads that want to get into entrepreneurship, but don't really know how, don't really have a formal path. And they go through these recent grads, go through a competitive process and get vetted and then receive a ton of mentorship and support. And they get placed at a startup for two years in one of these emerging or struggling cities and then get to learn, you know, on the ground of the startup, how to really build a company. The program then helps those individuals start companies of their own afterwards. For the companies, it's a great opportunity to find and accrue affordable top talent. For startups, it's really tough to recruit. They don't have the budgets and resources of bigger companies, so it's a way to bridge that gap a little bit. Um, Eric and I ended up meeting through that program. We both were, I'm from Detroit originally, but he's from D.C. I went to college in North Carolina, him in in Notre Dame, and ended up working together at the same company through Venture for America. So we spent two years meeting on the dev side. Social proof? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Digital advertising startup. They launched in San Francisco, moved back to Detroit with some investment from Detroit Venture Partners. That's hysterical. Um, I just had, I just had, who was, I just had Warren on the show in episode 333 um, uh, first with Social Proof. Oh, no way. Interesting. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, small world. That's who you um, were yeah, with, we though, were right? Great. Warren Jolly and Social Proof? Uh, no, 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 not them. Oh, oh, oh. What, oh, sorry. What was the name of the, what was the name of the company? That you're proof? sorry, sorry, the CEO of the company and Nathan no, LeBenz. Sorry, yeah, I got mixed up. Sorry, Nathan was on literally right before you in episode 335, which was really no funny. Way. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. He, I will say, I hope he listens to this. He is the, the best CEO that I've seen around, and the team is absolutely fantastic. 
So yeah, great. yeah. He, Detroit's lucky to have him. Well, he was really open with me. I mean, you know, graduated from Harvard, 2,400, you know, paying small business customers, average ARPU of 40 bucks. It sounds like they just passed, you know, about 120 grand of monthly recurring revenue. So it's, you know, he seems pretty excited about it, but small business is a tough space. So I love this. This is like the, this is like those things you can't measure about like an ecosystem. But when people like Andrew Yang put programs like this in place and you create a density of smart people, you know, people learn under one business then launch their own and it has a ripple effect. And this is evidence of that. Absolutely. Um, Venture of America has been a part of our story from, you know, two years before the company started and uh, to date through literally everything we've done and wouldn't have met guys like Nathan. I know he's hired probably eight Venture of America fellows at this point. Um, but it's been, a, it's been a big part of it. And we're, we're fortunate to be there. That is awesome. Well, hey, before we get into my favorite part of the show, Stephen, where can people connect with you personally online? Yeah. So most importantly, ashandanvil.com especially if you're a shorter guy or have shorter guys in your life. Um, and we're on social media slash Ash and Anvil. Um, and I think that'd be the best start. Okay, Top Tribe, as many of you know, I sold Hayo and everyone is always asking me what my expenses were when I was building Hayo. Well, a big expense was that I spent over three grand per month on financial services to keep me out of trouble in terms of taxes. You know, my mom would always harbor me, Nathan, you gotta keep all your receipts and put them in a freaking box or something to make sure you don't get an audit or things like this. I'm like, mom, I'm a millennial. You think I'm gonna keep all these receipts? I now use FreshBooks. I use their mobile app to take a picture of receipts and it makes taxes a cinch. Additionally, I don't have to hire a $3,000 per month person to manage all my finances. It's like saving so much money and my mom's happy. Additionally, I don't waste a bunch of time creating invoices. I use their templates and I can avoid using Word templates or Excel files. I just use FreshBooks to quickly send out invoices and it works like a charm. To get your free first month, go to NathanLatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, go to NathanLatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can see Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Awesome. Well, Top Tribe, we will link to that in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 336. Again, forward slash the top 336. All right, Stephen, it is time for the Famous Five. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number one, what is your favorite business book? Yeah, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People has stuck with me. I think that would be the vote. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Yes, always looking at other folks in our space. So Andy Dunn with Bonobos, um, Michael Prazen with Everlane, um, Brian Spaley with Trunk Club. Those guys have built some incredible businesses through modern e-commerce and always trying to look at what they're doing. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like FreshBooks? Yeah, I think there's a handful that are we rely on. Um, I think Slack and Evernote are 
obviously up there, but personally, I think Wonderlist is great. I am not organized at all. Wonderlist does a nice job of trying to put me in the right direction. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Number four, as you are building your business, Stephen, yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? <laughs> uh, not quite. Yeah. Um, I think sleep's important. I think lack of sleep is overrated. Uh, I think founders that get eight hours of sleep a night are incredible, and they should if they can. But unfortunately, it doesn't always happen. And what was the, just out of curiosity, what's your situation? Are you married, single, do you have kids? Single. Eric and I have been living together for quite a while right now. All right. Um, but I do have, <laughs> you have a long-term girlfriend, and uh, fortunately, she supports the start of lifestyle. That's good. And how old are you? 25. 25. Okay, very good. So last question. Take us back five years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, oh, man, quite a bit. Um, so I think a few things. Number one would be that everything takes longer than you think it will. Um, I'm not a patient person, but you know, I, I, the quote that I heard once, and I believe is true, is that it takes 10 years to build an overnight success. And I think when I was 20 and really eager and excited about the world and you know, doing what I can to be a part of it, I think the idea of, look, things take a long time and there's a lot of grit in it. Um, it's okay. Just make sure you know what you're committing to and know that it's going to be a long journey and not a short haul. Well, top drive there. You heard it uh, right from Steven. Again, it takes focus on the long term if you want to win big. Him and his co-founder launched Ash and Anvil recently in Detroit. They have been constantly sold out, did about $50,000 in total revenue their first year, have served over a thousand individual customers with their everyday short shirt for shorter men. Steven, thank you for taking us to the top. Yeah, thank you. Pleasure being on. If you enjoyed Stephen today, go back and listen to Nathan yesterday and understand why he as a SaaS founder chose Detroit to build his $1.25 million revenue company and 13 jobs created. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. The greatest business show on earth is coming to Austin, Texas, October 6th this year, featuring Webinar Wars, where two people that you know very well will launch their own products live on stage, giving a webinar live to their audience. You'll get to watch what they do and see who sells the most. The winner will get a massive prize from me that will go directly to their charity. Get your tickets now at NathanLatka.com forward slash Austin Live. That's NathanLatka.com forward slash Austin Live. And if you're skeptical, just look at the speakers we have. Go to the link, look at the speakers, and you decide for yourself. NathanLatka.com forward slash Austin Live. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. 